Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. Tonight we have the amazing alternative pop rock band Dory Drive coming on in a moment. And these guys are such a great band. I think one of the things that really stands out to me, and I will do an intro for them in a moment, is just this band's crossover potential. I mean, most of the music is alternative pop rock, but you can also hear some hints of country. They have a, a dance trackish uh, type of song on their album. So these guys got some major stuff going on with this album. So please check it out. It is called Here's to You. It is out right now, and literally every song could be a hit single off this album. We will feature a couple of them tonight. So I will tell you more about that a little bit later on. We have the lead singer, Matthew Nevitt, who's going to be joining us shortly. And again, I just want to first start out by just thanking everyone for the support that you have given all of the amazing guests and artists that I have been fortunate and honored to interview on my show. Tonight, Dory Drive joins some of the other uh, great bands I've had the opportunity to interview, including I Empire, Soil, Otherwise, Eat to Adam, Art of Dying, Smile Empty Soul, and so many others. So please just check out the podcast. You can download them. They're all for free. You can stream them and uh, support these great bands. So a little bit about myself and the show. I like to just start it out. Um, I'm a clinical psychologist, and uh, one of the things I really enjoy doing with my background in psychology is interviewing people. And then my other passion is the entertainment industry. I have an album out as a singer-songwriter. I do some writing for some magazines. And then I thought I really wanted to combine all of my um, background and interest to form a show because personally I know how difficult it can be. I've done everything on my own. I've always been independent. And I know these artists out there really encounter a lot of challenging uh, and difficult situations in the industry. So my show is really there to support these people. So I'm going to show you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in the profession. I do take a little bit of a different spin with my interviews, and I think one of the things I've been, you know, pleased with is that people have commented how I do not ask typical interview questions. You really get a sense of who these people are and what their lives are like. Of course, we talk about, you know, their professions that they're in, and you'll hear some of their music, but you're really going to walk away with a nice understanding of who they are as people. Um, so it's going to be a really cool interview tonight with Matthew. And lastly, a couple of things I throw out there. Although I mentioned I'm a clinical psychologist, my show is meant purely for entertainment purposes. Uh, we're not going to be doing any formal therapy. We do like to joke around. I have a great sense of humor, but uh, we're going to keep it professional. And also, if you want to reveal any type of uh, entertaining stories, maybe some that are humiliating, you can share that. Just please leave uh, specific names of persons, organizations, et cetera, out of it. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can call in at 805-243-1320. I do have information up in the chat room, but because I am a one-person show, I'm going to be uh, predominantly focused on the interview. So let's introduce Story Drive. I was very interested when I started doing research on these guys, and one of the things that really stood out is this band only formed a few short years ago, back in 2010, which is just extremely impressive because these guys in this short period of time are making a huge name for themselves and, and really are making a driving mark in this uh, music industry today. They have shared the stage with national acts such as Seven Dust, Fuel, Candlebox, Adelaide's Way, Pop Evil, and Hinder, to name a few. 
as I mentioned, the, the real thing that uh, is striking about them is just their crossover potential, the catchiness of their music, and how it really can kind of combine a variety of different genres. Um, they recently signed with First Launch Records and released their hit sophomore album, Here's to You, which is out now, so be sure to download it. So to learn more about them, go to DoryDrive.com. And again, as I said, we're going to take you on a really cool musical journey with Matthew tonight. Lastly, special thanks to Doug Weber from New Ocean Media for assisting with booking the interview. I've done many uh, interviews with him, and, and he's great to work with. So let's bring Matthew on. And uh, I guess Matthew has not called in yet. Let me uh, send him a quick message just to make sure he knows that we are live right now. So hold on one sec. All right. So let's see what else I can tell you about Dory Drive while we are waiting for him to call in. Um, I don't want to reveal too much to you guys because I really want to hone in on the interview. I'm going to learn about tonight uh, where he grew up, some of his uh, background, how he got interested in music, uh, the interesting story behind the band because these guys actually were in a couple of different bands before Dory Drive formed and the prior acts that they were with were actually very successful bands. So we'll talk about that tonight on the show. If uh, he doesn't call in in a few minutes, what I'll do is I'll, I'll play one of their songs while we are waiting for him to call in. And um, if you want to call in and ask questions about them, like I said, you can uh, call in at uh, 805-243-1320. So it looks like he will be calling in hopefully in a minute. Oh, there he is. All right. Hey, Matthew, how are you? Terry, how are you? doing a little Good. intro for you guys while I was waiting for you to call in. Oh, nice. Well, how'd that go? <laughs> it went well, but I was waiting for you, so I guess you, you just called in, so you just missed it, so you can you can check out the podcast. You know, sometimes, I... sometimes these things are a little bit temperamental, you know, with, with times and getting through on the call and everything. I do I do apologize for that. But, yeah, you know, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Yeah. I know how to... Fill some space so it's it's not a problem. So don't worry at all. So you could uh, you could check out the podcast and see the nice glowing introduction that I did for you. <laughs> there you go. You're the pro. I'm sure. I'm there, sure you filled uh, the space up. <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> so where were you guys tonight? Are you uh, current? We'll talk more about it later. But are you guys uh, doing shows right now? You're on tour. Nah, we we're off tour. Um, we've been we've been home for about uh, a week and a half. Um, okay. We have another we have another week off, so we're enjoying our time before uh, all the craziness ensues again. Nice, nice. I did see. I was looking on your um, website, and I saw that you guys do have a bunch of shows that will be coming up in the near future. So, real quick, we do. are you we, outside? We, we have a lot of other shows too that we haven't yet posted, but uh, I mean we're going as far down as as uh, as Texas this run. So wow, all the way down cool. close to Mexico. Yeah, nice. Real quick, right. Matthew, are you outside right now? Because it sounds like I hear wind. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to enjoy the day, but it's, the wind's picking up. Would you like me to move? If that's okay, just because you can hear a lot on the on the phone. I don't want to interrupt <laughs> you when you're talking. <laughs> no, no worries. I don't know if you can hear that or not. But, yeah, the wind is picking yeah, up. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, day, you know how cell phones are. They just we pick up everything. We haven't, had a lot of, we haven't had a lot of nice days lately, so... Trying to okay. take advantage. I hear you. How's that? I hear you. <laughs> Sounds good. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little bit about where you grew up in the mid, uh, the Midwest, specifically, um, you know, where you were located as a kid growing up. 
Oh, I grew up in Bartonville, Illinois. It's a little little suburb, I guess we'll call it, of uh, Peoria, which is nobody knows where Peoria, Illinois is. It's okay. basically central Illinois, halfway in between St. Louis, Missouri, and Chicago, Illinois. Okay, and what was it like growing up there? What were you like as a kid? Like, what are some of the things that you were interested in? Oh, man, just normal kid. Like, play outside. I'd be creative with my mind. Uh, we uh, <clears throat> we grew up with a with a cornfield in the back of our house, so we got in a lot of trouble back there. Uh oh, what were you doing we, back uh, there? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know some some farmers enjoy you know um, the tasseled corn, and we 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 thought that you know hey you know we, we were kind of teaching ourselves you know like how to do it for you know the summer so we go out and make some money right, but right. you know. Not not all farmers enjoy that being done to their uh, their crop, and we got in trouble for that. We got in trouble for cutting it down and making a baseball field in the middle of it, and cutting <laughs> trails through it. And they, yeah, I mean it was there. You know, we were kids, and I mean it was a uh, sure. That was like that was like the play area. That was like the prime spot. <clears throat> Nice. Did so, you ever, and I, and I hate to bring this up, I'll just digress. I don't know if you're a fan of horror movies, but did you ever see Children of the Corn? Of course. Sure. <laughs> think, I think there was. I'm thinking of that. That's what I'm reflecting on as you're talking. <laughs> That's what I have in my mind because I was, a, oh gosh, Matthew, I was a huge right, fan just, and we, I still am. <laughs> we, we, we left the, uh, the demented part of, uh, of our play right. out of it. But, yeah, okay. sure. That's good. <laughs> cool. Nice. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about when did you start getting interested in um, music? How old were you? And, you know, if you can reflect back on a memory in terms of was there someone that specifically inspired you or a moment you were watching, you know, MTV or something, and you said, hey, you know, this is cool. I want to maybe try this. Well, I actually got um, my my first instrument was a, a blue Smurf guitar. Um, okay. So that piqued my interest. You know, I wanted to jam on that thing. I mean, I I couldn't play it hardly, you know. But, uh, you know, I like to run around with it through the house and, you know, act like I could sing and, you know, this and that. And and then I got a couple years after that, my my parents got me this. It was a drum set, but, you know, it was more like a toy, you know, drum Mm -hmm. set. You know, but it had like one little cymbal right in the middle and, you know, a couple times, you know, I mean, it was set up like a drum set, but... Like I said, it it was a toy, but I remember beating the heck out of that and having my buddy Andrew over. He had, uh, I don't know if this dates me or not, maybe it does, but uh, you remember the Hot Licks guitar? Yeah, it was this little toy. It was a black guitar, and it had buttons up and down the uh, where the fretboard would normally be mm-hmm. on a guitar, and you, know, you, you could press a button, and it would play a chord for you you know, or a couple of progressions oh, wow. or, you know, whatever. So it was, uh, it was a cool little toy, but, uh, it, it, it all spawned, you know, from, uh, from watching my dad play growing up. Um, oh, nice. I have a lot of, uh, musical background in my entire family. Um, so I was, I was always fortunate enough to, uh, to have music as a centerpiece of, you know, my growth. Okay. So when did you start to get, you know, you're talking about the drums and the guitar. How old were you when you started to get a little more serious and, and maybe started, you know, to try out for bands or working with bands? Um, well, 
I started playing in taverns and bars when I was 16. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was a drummer um, for most of for most of my life. Um, interesting. <clears throat> it is interesting, right? Um, but I had a lot of fun with that, and uh, you know, I backed a, a lot of bands growing up. A lot of guys who were older than me, so I got I got experience. You know, maybe, maybe not necessarily the proper experience that one's parents would want them to get, but you know, <laughs> it it's still experience that helps you. You know, um, when it, it helps you grow. You know, sure. regardless if it's negative or not. You know, all my experiences have helped turn me into the individual I am. So I'm pretty happy where I am in life. So you know, it is what it is. But um, okay. You know, that being said, you know, the transition to, to singing, you know, it was a it was a real awkward moment for me, to be honest with you. Um, and how old were you when you started to I think <clears throat> I think I was I think I was eighteen. And what piqued your interest? Like why did you I mean that's an that's an interesting well, transition, like you said, to go from drums, you know, to becoming a, a lead frontman. Um so what well, kind of drove you in that direction? <laughs> what happened was, you know, <clears throat> Creed was the hottest thing to hit radio since sliced bread. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still a huge fan. Sorry. They're probably the best rock band ever. No, they are great. They've proven themselves. So it is what it is. My opinion, I know, but I know a lot of people share uh, the same feeling. But uh, like I said, I was I was falling into that <clears throat> the uh their first record, you know, my own prison. Um mm-hmm. and uh you know, just like Scott's voice, you know, it 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 just it really perked my interest, you know, and like it, it it was funny because he had this he had this, you know, kind of gravelly voice, you know, especially mm-hmm. starting with the band. And I associated that with, with my dad. You know, I thought, you know, well, that's how you're supposed to sing. You know, like really raspy, you know and, uh, you know, very, very, very progressive. Um, so I kind of harnessed um, and, and, and kind of used um, Creed, you know, and Scott Stapp, I guess from the beginning, you know, as like the centerpiece of, of my growth with my singing. Whether that was good or not, you know, it is what it is. But uh, so that being said, um we were uh me and a couple of buddies we were we were jamming in the garage and I was drumming uh at the time and uh you know we played for like an hour and a half already and had all kinds of different singers come in all throughout the day and you know sing right. different covers and, and this this and that and then <clears throat> we started jamming and and uh I think uh I think it might have been my own prison actually the single. Okay. Um, the guy started playing it, you know, so of course I jumped right in there and I'm, I'm behind the drums and, you know, I'm, I start singing, you know, while I'm, while I'm drumming, wow. you know, paying no attention to anybody else. I'm just, you know, I, I love the band. I loved the song at the time. And, and like maybe like a quarter way through the song, the guys all stopped mm-hmm. playing and, you know, so all right, whatever. I stopped and I, I look at them and they're, they're like, uh, dude were you singing? And I was like, ah, oh, guys, I'm sorry. You know, I, I really like the song. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't mean to screw anybody up. You know, right. I'll, I'll shut up. You know, I'll just 
I keep playing the drums. And they're like, no, 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 what, no. Uh, do you mind if we put a you know microphone back there or whatever? And I'm like, guys, uh, okay, whatever. So, I mean, long story short, I didn't get to play the drums again. Wow. Now, so that's, and, and you must have had yeah. that good of a voice. I mean, did you ever take in, because your voice is, I mean, it's, I love the I album. Didn't. It's phenomenal. You've never taken lessons? Well, thank you. I've, no, I've, I've, I've wow. had a lot of time, I've had a lot of time to grow um, wow. into the singer that I may be right now. Um, I've always wanted um, some sort of lesson. Um, mm-hmm. And and I would I'm definitely open to it at any time. You can always grow and you can always. I don't think yourself. you need it, but. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think mean, I think anybody can use new direction right, anytime. Right. You know, there, there's always sure. there's always things to be learned. Um, but I'm I was just saying a that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I I first I I was a horrible singer. You know, I, I look back on, you know, things that I've done. You know, right. uh, Ever since I was, I mean, in my early twenties. And I go back, and you know, it's just like nails on chalkboard. I mean, honestly, I sound like Scott Stapp, but right. not Scott Stapp. You know, like it, right. it was just it was it, it was this awkward, morphed voice of of nothing. <laughs> it's like I had wow. no direction. I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing, and you know, there there wasn't anybody, there wasn't anybody around um, where I grew up, you know, that could really point me in a direction because. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the the music scene still is um, in Peoria, Illinois, which is the basis of where I grew up. Um, is it, very very metal. It's a very very heavy oh, music scene. Okay. So you know to to be in a band and to front a band um, and to be able to play shows, you know, at such a young age, you know, I I had to be you know a little little more aggressive than I would have liked to have been, you know, with, with my voice and, you know, just, just to try to fit in. Like I said, everybody wants to play shows, you know, everybody wants to act like a rock star on stage, you know, especially if, yep. you know, that's, that's your dream, you know, to, to be able to play music, not necessarily be a rock star. I honestly don't care anything about that, you know, but to be able to, to be able to play music, to perform people, you know, night after night, um, and, uh, and help influence people's lives, you know, I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's really the direction that I've always tried to point myself. But um nice. you know, I <clears throat> I ended up giving up on on the music scene in Peoria because there just there wasn't anything here for me. I I okay. had I'd done multiple projects. Um I have multiple CDs <clears throat> you know with other bands and anyway, it was fun, it was cool, wrote some good music, but it was nothing for me. Like it wasn't and anything real, where I could just put my heart into it. Right. Real quick, if I can interject, because maybe this would be a good transition. I don't know if this is going to be part of what you're talking about, but is this when you were with the band called Echo Valve? Were they from Echo Valve? Is that where? Yeah, Echo Valve. No. No, oh, okay. actually, okay. E- Echo Valve, and, and that's cool because I was, I was, I was getting into that. Okay, um, cool. I ended up, I ended up leaving um, my home and, and everything okay. I knew. And venturing off and moving down to Georgia. <clears throat> wow. To, uh, so did you real quick just to interrupt? Did you did you find them online? Like, did you answer an ad, or how did you even come in touch with these guys? Their management actually got a hold of me, and wow. uh, they had they had had um, I, I I don't remember what it was, but I I did utilize I I think it was called StarNow.com. I think that's what it was. Okay. And, 
that's how I was approached. Um, so it was cool. It worked, you know. I mean, yeah. Um, I I got uh, I uh, I went down there and I I, I replaced a, a really good frontman and a really good songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, they had already garnered a lot of decent attention. So what my understanding was, was I was going to go down there, <clears throat> you know, and just pick up where he left off, you know? And, I mean, nobody ever wants to sing anybody else's songs. Nobody else wants to perform something that's not theirs, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it was the place and time, you know, that I had to sure. make a decision for myself to be able to grow as a musician. So, I mean, Echo Valve did a lot of, a lot of crazy, amazing things. You know, we, we toured with multiple national acts. You know, we relentlessly toured the United States for almost six years. Oh, my um, gosh. Just, just, just breaking ourselves, you know. And, and almost because, because of some negative things um, mm-hmm. internally, you know, the band, was just, sure. the band was just falling apart. We, got, we had great opportunities. Uh, we even had um, a deal that was starting to be set in place by the time I decided that it just wasn't for me anymore. Wow. Um, and, and yeah, real quick, I, before, I lost a couple of good friends you, because of it. And what'd you say? I said I lost a couple of good friends because of my decision. Wow. Yeah. But it must have been, I mean, here's where my little psychology side will come in. I mean, it, it must have been a moment where you had to really reflect and, and for whatever reason, whatever was going on just was not you know, like you said, impacting you in a positive way. So there must have been something that, for your probably personal well-being, you know, just you needed to make that decision. Well, and that's what it was. That's that's where the decision came from. I mean, I I knew regardless what mm-hmm. was going to happen, regardless if there was money in, in the future, regardless, you know, how big the band possibility was, you know, at, at that time for whatever was going on then, it just, it wasn't going to fill that void. And I, you know, I had a long drawn out conversation <clears throat> with uh, well, my, my wife, she's my girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and, uh, and my, and my parents, you know, and, and I had, I'd given up everything, you know, to get that far. And then when that possibility is right in front of you and then you just know in your heart that you have to back out and you wasted almost five years of your life, you know, that's a that's a, a huge realization, and right. it's uh, hit home think, really hard. <clears throat> right, but I think reflecting, and, and you've made some interesting comments, you know, since we started talking, which was that, you know, you've taken away the good and the bad from every experience you've had, and maybe it wasn't a waste. Maybe it was just kind of your your moment to launch your career in the, in another direction. Which, from what I read a little bit about you guys, um, from the information I could find on the internet. You know, it seems like that, along with you then, you know, meeting up with Marchino, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, which is where the majority of your other members were from, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that led you in some, you know, weird direction. And really quick to digress, and then we're, I definitely want to fit two songs, and so we'll talk about a song, and then we're going to come back to talk about how Story Drive gets together. Um, when you sure. said you left to kind of leave everything behind and go with Echo Valve, did you have a job that you were doing? Were you planning on going to school? Or was it, no, you were kind of, you know, full force, I want to do the music thing, and I'm going to kind of, you know, risk everything to try to do this? 
Well, no, I mean, at at the time, you know, my life was, was pretty upside down anyways. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I mean, yes, I mean, I was working as a sheet metal worker um, for some time. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely had a, a decision to make to leave, but I had to do it. I had to do it for myself, you know, and, and, it, and it sucked. And, you know, it, it really, it was a hard decision um, because I also have a daughter. She'll be, uh, she'll be 13 in, in October now. Wow. And I was going to ask you a little bit later about, my, I mean, beautiful yeah, family. My absence, yeah, my, my absence for Aww. so many years. And, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't like years at a time, but I was going a lot. You know, and I, I miss, right. I had to miss a lot, you know, of her growth. Um, but you know what? I'm proud to be say, you know, I can proud to be able, able to say, excuse me, that uh, she still is daddy's girl. And that's, nice. that's probably that's the coolest awesome. thing over the years that I've been able to keep. Um, I've been able to stay, you know, in her life, you know, as as something that's positive to her. You know, so I think uh, I can be thankful for that. Yeah, and you're a positive role model because everything you're doing, you know, like you said, I mean, you're you're very genuine and authentic. I can kind of uh, get that vibe from you as we're talking and just brief little conversation we just had privately through an email. I mean, I can pick that stuff up. So I'm sure you, Mm -hmm. you know, show that to her too, and she picks up on that stuff. Yeah. You know? Cool. Well, let's do this because we're going to get back more into how Dory Drive came together. Um, let's talk a little bit about your single that's out right now titled Here's to You, which is the title track. And great one to pick off the album, but personally, I don't know which one I would have picked because everyone, like I said, I mean, could be a hit single. Um, so I'm sure you guys have a hard time <laughs> picking that one. So tell us a little bit about that track and uh, the meaning behind it, and then we're going to check it out. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, right off the bat, that wasn't the single that the band personally, you know, was going to choose if, if we had the opportunity. Um, because we we started this project um, not necessarily gearing this towards the active rock ear. You know, we we had a we had an idea in mind, and we 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 were really thinking that we we're going to be able to push this to more of like a hot EC contemporary mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and, and that's where the album, you know, was really geared towards, you know, and I understand, I appreciate that you've, you've listened to it and you enjoy some, some music off of it. <clears throat> um, to be able to pick the single, um, I mean, it's, it's not like we, we were pushed out of the room per se, you know, to, to figure out what, what single is going to be, because we have, we have a lot of voice in everything that happens and, and we're very, we're very happy and humbled because of that. And that's also the reason why, you know, we picked the team that we're working with now. Right. Um, because we feel that, you know, throughout the years, you know, when we've had some hard knocks, we kind of, mm-hmm. we've learned the industry, you know, so we feel that, you know, because of that, we should, we should at least be able to be heard, you know, and not just another band on, on somebody's roster. Right. Where everybody's right. making decisions for them. You know, but um, but here's to you. Um, personally, we we all loved writing a song. We had a great time with it in the studio. I'll be honest with you. It was just it was one of those songs where, where you sat down and you you drank whiskey and you drank beer, 
you know, <laughs> and you just try to come up with just, you know, I, I don't want to say an obvious song, mm-hmm. you know, but, but something dumbed down enough, you know, to where, like, first time you hear it, you know, it's like, oh, regardless if you like it or not, you're going to remember, remember it. Right, right. You know? Exactly. And that, that's that's kind of the poison there, you know, because, you know, they, I mean, it is on Active Rock Radio right now and, you know, on the published charts uh, right now where I think we're sitting at number 58, you know, so that's right. not horrible. I mean, we, we were we were right. definitely afraid of releasing the single to Active Rock Radio. We, we just, we, we didn't know where it was going to fit. We were hoping it was going to fit, you know, because, Active rock has progressively gotten heavier and heavier um, in the past 10 years, you know, and, okay. and to, to let a single like ours surface, you know, amongst what's going on right now in active rock, you know, it, it was just like, we, we had to take a step back and, and really just, and like, are we clowns? <laughs> like, <laughs> how is this going to be perceived? You know, but we, we also were optimistic, you know, because, you know, Music is an ever-evolving entity, you know, and you know just just to just to say, active rock today is a heavier style of music. Well, it's true. The majority of um, songs that you'll hear on an active rock station is, but mm-hmm. you know, it it still does. It's still just a genre of music. It's still, you know. A, well, that's what it is because it's it is ever changing, it is ever evolving. So why not throw a song on like "Here's to You" that has you know the the heavier riffs you know on the guitar, you know, and, and the choruses and things like that, and you know, and and has content, you know, that's that's just obvious. Okay, you know, everybody likes to drink, everybody likes to have a good time, and everybody can appreciate whatever well, man can appreciate a good-looking woman. Right. It is what it is, you know. And active rock, right. you know, I mean. It's it's a male dominated demographic, mm-hmm. you know. And sorry, but the people who no, listen, okay. you know, to to you know pop evil, which we love those guys. We actually, you know, hopefully consider them friends. Um, we kind of have stories together, you know. Great band, you know, Five mm-hmm. Finger Death Punch. You know, yep. I mean, bands of this nature. You know, <laughs> you play trenches, and then you play here's to you, you know. It's just like, right. <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're going to go, whoa, you know, but but what I was saying is, you know, the bands that, you know, that that I'm just throwing out there and I'm going to keep throwing bands out, but that is a male demographic, you know. Right. There's, not, there, there's not a lot of women listening to that. I'm not saying there aren't because there, there's there's plenty. There's plenty of women, but that's that's not going to touch the majority that is, you know, the male listener. You know, so right. and I think in turn that was another fear of ours, you know, sure. releasing the song. But there are female listeners, and when there are female listeners and a song like that does play, you know, it perks some ears. So, so Definitely. far, so good. We're proud, we are proud of the single. Um, I think uh, I think the right decision was made um, to be able to, um, to start the process of um, – sharing what really Dory Drive is, you know, on radio. Right. So I think uh I think it's gotten us some traction. Um that's that's a positive it's a positive, positive, positive thing. And uh and we're we're excited to release another another single, see how it goes. 
Sounds great. All right. Well, let's do this, Matthew. Awesome, awesome background behind Here's to You. I'm going to put you on hold. We'll check it out, and then we'll come back and talk about the forming of the band and the recording of the album and all that stuff, okay? Sure. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to Matthew Nevitt from the pop rock alternative band Dory Drive and we're going to check out their single right now it's titled Here's to You please be sure to pick up a copy of the album and uh, check them out go to DoryDrive.com Love the way your blue jean hip shake brings me to my
right, everyone. Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, here's to you by the amazing band Dory Drive. Be sure to check out their album. Go to DoryDrive.com. You can download it on iTunes, Amazon, and all the major digital sites. And um, we had a very nice compliment from Sal Searchy. I want to give him a nice plug. Everyone, check out the Sal Searchy Show. He is listening in right now, and he loves what he hears. And he's also a very well-known actor. Many people will know him from being in the hit series on HBO Oz. So, again, check it out. The South Searchia Show. You can uh, befriend him and become a fan of him on Facebook. Okay, let's bring Matthew back on. All right, Matthew, welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, now I got a nice compliment for you during the show that I saw on one of my pages. So I wanted to uh, give the person a shout-out and let you know that people are listening in to you guys, getting some new fans. Yeah, that's positive. That's cool. Cool. All right. So why don't we uh, start fast-forward in a tiny bit and tell us how you how Dory Drive came together, how you met the other members of the band. Give us a little bit of a history on that, and then we'll start talking about uh, the album and everything. I don't know. Let's just call it. A beautiful accident. <laughs> okay, there you go. We were, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, you know, we, and, and it's a long story, so I try to find ways to, uh, Keep some of the to make highlights. it brief. <laughs> right, <laughs> good highlights. But uh, Echo Valve was, uh, we, we, were on, we were on our last tour. It was predetermined in, in my mind, yet that it was our last tour. I don't think anybody else really knew. Uh but we were out with uh, with the band Joan Red, and uh, we were doing a uh, we were out for like two months together. I think it was a it was a fun tour. It was it was a nice way to bow out. Um, but um, Joey, the drummer of Door Drive, he was uh, he was filling in for uh, for the drummer spot uh, in in Joan Red. Uh, their drummer was unfortunately moving on to other things for them at that time. So uh, okay. called in a favor for Joey and Joey is a very, very good drummer and a great showman, you know, so I, I could see why they picked him. Mm-hmm. Also why, you know, I started paying attention a little bit more too, I guess. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, throughout, throughout the tour, you know, I'm, like I said, I, I knew, I knew it was, it was over for me. And, uh, I wasn't ready to call quits, you know, with, with my music career, but I was ready to make a change. And mm-hmm. uh, funny thing is, is, you know, <clears throat> Joey's intention on, on going on that tour was to go find a singer for his band. You know, and he uh, he had these demos and he was letting people listen, you know, some demo work that, that Maraschino was doing at the time. You know, and I, I was like, hey, you know, I'm just curious. I want to hear it, you know. Why don't you give me one of those, you know, and I'll, I'll spend some time with it. Well, I mean, they were definitely, Maraschino was a progressive heavy band, you know. Okay. Good band, but definitely nothing that I was looking right. for, you know. Like, right. That wasn't, that wasn't going to put me in the next level, you know, playing, you know, the, the, the typical metal music. Fantastic musicians, you know, and that, that was like the big thing. I don't know any of these guys yet, none of them. Never talked wow. to them, never seen them or anything. And uh, but you could tell, you could tell there was like some incredible talent just just sitting there, just and, and honestly doing nothing. I mean, these guys kept themselves together for I, I don't know the exact time frame, but 
I think at least a year and a half. You know, they were paying payments on their van just, just in hopes that something would happen. And, you know, they were keeping up on everything they needed to do, you know, just hoping that an opportunity was going to come their way. Well, right. So they were they just, wanted, would, you say they, would they just going out and just doing like their own kind of tours by just setting up shows wherever they could play and hoping that they were going to get some attention or? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, at that time, you know, they're, they had departed, they, they departed ways, you know, with, um, with their singer. Right. So they were just sitting, they were, they were, they were stagnant. I got you. Just right. Riding together, you know, keeping fresh, but, you know, just doing anything they could, you know, to, to honestly probably right. keep their sanity. Um, but their idea, you know, was, well, we're going to find a singer and we're going to continue Maricino. Gotcha. You know, right. and, and I could respect that, <clears throat> you know, but I had to, I had to meet these guys, you know, I had to, I had to have a writing session, you know, with them to see, you know, if this was even going to be worth, you know, the fight because I had zero intentions ever of being another replacement. Right. You know, mm-hmm. this, this needed to be something completely different if I was going to do something again. Otherwise I was just going to go home and, you know, find a job and be the family, man. I, you know, probably should have been for, you know, the past multiple years before that. Oh, right. <clears throat> but okay, but, so, um, let's, uh, so you guys had a writing session, I'm assuming, and things went... Uh, yeah, I invited him. I invited him down to uh, my girlfriend and my house, and um, we, uh, we invited him down, had a writing session. We wrote, like, three songs right off the bat. Now, yet again, everything was heavier, you know, but mm-hmm. we we had to see if anything was going to be cohesive, you know. And it was just, to be honest with you, the, their personalities just won everybody over. Won nice. myself over, won my wife over. Just, I mean, they're just absolutely amazing people. Um, so that intrigued me a little bit more, you know, to, to really see where this would go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and the stuff that we put together, it was heavier, but it was good. It was very melodic. Um, so we decided, and we are like, well, we might as well just record this and see what happens, you know. And, um, and that, so, real quick, at that time, was that when you guys decided on the name Dory Drive? When does that, you know, try to incorporate when no, that comes into the picture? No. Okay. Wow. We, uh, I'm I'm getting close though, huh? Okay, um, <laughs> you're doing good. So, so we uh, we agreed on you know the stuff that we we're gonna record, and uh, we had to go down there um, at separate times. This is a really awkward beginning, to be honest with you. Um, so the guys went down and they recorded all their music, you know, and all their parts, and then uh, and then I came down towards the end of their stay. Um, I met up with a couple of them before they left the next day. I recorded all my stuff. And, uh, you know, you could tell, I mean, through the, through the process of the recording and everything that, you know, it was, it was really good. You know, it was, it, it, it was honestly like what we had recorded originally, you know, beckons today's act of rock. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, at the time, nobody really knew the direction we could go, 
and the doors mm-hmm. we possibly could open. So <clears throat> we uh, we continued working with uh, with this producer from Nashville. Um, so <clears throat> we went down another time and put together um, some ideas. But we worked this time. We worked everything out in the studio with the producer, and uh, we we started to uh, we started to gravitate, you know, towards some of the cooler things that are happening in, in country music, you know, like being able to integrate that into, into something that, you know, we're trying to birth, you know. Right, and, right. Uh, that was actually the trip that we decided naming the band Door Drive, where <clears throat> the name Door Drive comes from the road the studio was on. Oh, very cool. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> we kept working with the producer, and, you know, he – uh he kept pushing us, you know, uh, and and I started to develop a new style of writing, the style of writing that I'd probably been waiting my whole life, you know, to figure out, like, where that niche finally came, where, like, you know, it seemed like my voice fit, mm-hmm. my direction, and my heart, you know. And having time and- down there in Nashville with, with, with the guys and, and the producer, you know, really just, it really sparked the birth of Dory Drive, of what Dory That's Drive cool. is today. And you just know. a couple of quick questions. Was that with Eric Nelson or was this with a different producer when you're talking about this no, moment in this time is, that was we're... No, this was our original producer. His name was Ryan Russell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yep. And... Did you, when you talk about songwriting, I mean, do you write on guitar? I mean, I know you said you predominantly play drums, and it, it sounds like you dabbled with guitar. Or are you someone who just kind of comes up with your own melodies, and you're able to kind of somehow communicate that vocally to oh, the no, band no. members? Oh, I, no, I can, I can play guitar. I mean, oh, nice. I, I'm not uh, anything special like the guys in my band. Right. I can play. I can, nice. you know, I put on my own acoustic performances all the time at home. Oh, great. Um, okay. You know, but Sorry, no, I, I do. That. I do a lot of writing. On the uh, wow. on my guitar and and I do a lot of writing on the piano. So, cool. mm-hmm. very cool. All right. So let's talk about getting a little more into so we can fit in another song tonight. Um, the album that's out right now. So you had a you know an initial album out before that. Um, was it Calling All Angels? Mm-hmm. Calling on Angels. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about. That album, I know you took some of the music and kind of revamped it and, you know, remixed, remastered, et cetera, and put it on this album. So tell us a little bit about the incorporation of that and then about uh, Here's to You, and then we'll check out another song. Well, that that album, you know, as an an independent, truly independent release, uh, um, garnered us a lot of attention. You know, from from indie labels and major labels, even. And you know, our our management, you know, was doing the best they could with it. You know, to to really see through on anything, if anything was, you know, really going to be a possibility for us. You know, okay. we we're not. Uh, you know, at, at the time, you know, we we weren't 21 years old. You know, rearing to go, rearing to do anything. You know, we <laughs> there has to be some sort of opportunity placed in front of us you know, be able to continue on our path. We're truly adults now, you know. So, I mean, we couldn't just fly by the seat of our pants and, you know, take one of these crazy 360 deals that everybody wants to throw at you these days. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> um, but because of that positive attention, you know, we did. We we opened up a lot of ears with, with that album. 
and uh, there was there was a lot of tracks on those albums, or I'm sorry, that album, you know, that that was really enticing to the ear um, for these for these people. Um, so we were put in a position where, you know, we could um, we could partner up with uh, uh, a couple companies, I guess you would call it, our record label. Okay. Um, in our distribution, <clears throat> and um, and really figure something out, but still be able to utilize, you know, what what really had really had started us, you know, from um, from the album before. Um, so we were able to yes, remix, remaster, um, and utilize, you know, a decent amount of the tracks that were on the Calling Out Angels album. I mean, we did. We did decent, you know, independently with ourselves and everything. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I mean, 5,000 CDs, you know, sold sold by yourself, you know. Right. That's that's not humongous. You know, that's not, that's not a crazy amount. I mean, a lot of people that, you know, we see repetitiously at shows, of course, you know, that I think, you know, they'll, they'll have inquisition, you know, about mm-hmm. – well, hey, I already have these songs and you know, this, this, and that. But, you know, the, the way we see it is, you know, our fans, you know, they're they're genuine, good-hearted people. They understand, you know, the changes that are happening and, and the positive things that are going on. And, you know, they want to help be a part of that. So we don't really get a lot of problems when it comes, you know, to what we were just talking about, you know. If right. you worry about, you know, someone's like, oh, we already had the song. I mean, you know, this is that. It's just, it's part of the process. And we're just, we're, That's uh, great. we're lucky and fortunate enough to have fans like that, you know, that will continue to support us. That's awesome. Well, let's do mm-hmm. this because we'll talk a little bit more when we come back and think about, you know, upcoming, any, the bands you're going to be touring with, things like that. So the other single I picked tonight, and again, it was really hard because I, I loved Paramore. I mean, there were so many that I loved on it. But a uh, better part of me, I saw there was a video for that, and that got a lot of attention. So tell us a little bit about that track, and I figured I would feature that one tonight. Oh, cool. You're going to play better part of me? <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, better part of me. Yeah, it's a great no, track, but cool. like I said, there was so much stuff on the album. It was it was very hard to pick, you know, songs. It's it's a song that I believe the entire band believes in um, from day cool. one. Um, we uh, we wrote that as well, and that, and that that song was written, you know, within the the transition period of of, of the band and you know um, evolution of of my writing style, you know, being able to work with this producer from Nashville. Um, so it was an arrangement we were all able to put together, you know, musically <clears throat> um, in the studio, you know, and I sat down with, you know, a, a pad and paper and, you know, like I said, everything's come from the heart right now. And as cheesy as it mm-hmm. sounds, it is what it is, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but yeah, we sat down, uh, had a few beers as usual. Um, got some melody lines going, um, you know, everybody chimed in here and there, you know, helping out make, you know, some parts of the song make sense, you know, with, you know, lyrics here and there. And, you know, we, uh, we came up with something really cool. We're all very proud of, uh, of better part of me. We really are. Well, it's a, it's a great track. It really is. Again, very catchy, like all the other stuff you have and, uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it. So why don't we check it out, all right, and then we will come back and do a little bit more interviewing, and then we'll we'll wrap things up, okay? Sounds good. 
Sounds good. Thanks. Okay. Hold on, Matthew. Okay. The other single we're playing tonight is Better Part of Me off of Dory Drive's hit album, which is out right now, titled Here's to You. So check it out, and we'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. Another amazing track by Dory Drive titled Better Part of Me. So check these guys out. You don't want to miss out on this album. It is titled Here's to You, and it is out right now. 
want to do a couple of quick uh, advertisements on the show. Be sure to check out The Grinch. It is an animated kids rock and roll TV series. It is going to be the next hot thing in uh, kids animation. So check them out. Go to thegrimps.com. You can follow them on Twitter at The Grimps and be sure to become a fan of theirs on Facebook by searching for The Grimps. Also, Talent Spotlight Magazine, really cool magazine. It's an online magazine that does very comprehensive and thorough interviews on uh, people in the entertainment industry. And last but not least, if you're a fan of comedy, and I'm a huge fan of comedy, be sure to check out Davin's Den. It is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh, then Davin's Den is the show for you. They go live Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to watch live episodes hear or watch old episodes or to find more out about the show, go to Davin's Den page at davincomedy.com. All right, let's bring Matthew back on. All right, Matthew, great, great song. Love it. Love it, love it. (laughs) So let's do some quick, interesting uh, questions, and then definitely I want you to just tell us a little bit about any upcoming tours, what else is in store for you guys in 2014. Again, I like to look at things and analyze things. So is this the real spelling of your name, the way your the, name is spelled? The spelling of my name, M-A-T-H-I-E-U. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, wow. Okay. No. Very, no, it's very cool. No. Sometimes people, you know, no, it's, it's not. not. It's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. Um, you know, it's, okay. just, it's one of those things I, I decided to do when I was, oh, my gosh, I was probably 18 years old. I'm oh like, well, wow! Okay. You know, some way I'm gonna have to decipher. You know, I, I, and the thing about it is, is I, I, I think I was, I was thinking, you know, I was gonna be getting mail, and I needed to decipher what was business and you know what was bills or whatever. I don't even know what was going through my mind, but maybe it was just the fact that I wanted a cool spelling in my name. Maybe that was it. Cool. But uh, I, like I, it. I cool justified it in, in in many ways, you know. But uh, it it definitely. It's it's a conversation piece sometimes, you know. So, so your friends, huh? No, far from it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. It's a good like spelling. I wasn't sure if I was even pronouncing it correctly at first. Like I'm kind of like, you know, sounding it out, and I'm like, no, that's Matthew. <laughs> so very <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> and um, how did you guys come up? I like the uh, the album artwork. How did you guys choose that with the the girl on the front with the jeans and the stomach showing and you know, what made you guys choose that as the album cover? We had a hard time with the album cover. We actually had two or three other um, album covers to pick from. Um, You know, we didn't even know what we were going to call the album for the longest time. Um, You know, honestly, the band, I mean, we we, we weren't really wanting to call the the album Here's to You. Um, You know, but considering that was going to be the single that was being pushed. And, you know, the label was trying to brand us. You know, we we just mm-hmm. we went along with it, you know. Um, <clears throat> so that being said, it was really it was really tough, you know, to find a theme for, you know, here's to you. You know, and mm-hmm. the most obvious thing was missed for the longest time. And I'm like, oh, my God, why don't we just, use the content of the song, you know, and use that as the cool. theme of the album, you know. So that's really where it came from. It, it stems from, from the lyrics, just trying to uh, make that a little more visual. Nice. Well, it was right in front of you, like you said. You just couldn't kind of find it until uh, 
he kind of thought more about it and uh, yeah, and looked into the, the content of the, the actual songs. That's cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So where, what are your plans for 2014? I know you guys have upcoming shows. I saw you have some with Hurt, actually, and I really like them. I love Hurt. Oh, yeah, we've played with those guys a bunch of times before, too. Cool. Uh, we enjoy doing those shows. Uh, you know, yet again, I mean, we're we're not the best fit for the evening, but right. our, our live performance, you know, really puts any shadow of a doubt behind, you know, whoever is watching or getting ready to judge us. Um, mm-hmm. And we do really well. We've done well at all the Hurt shows, to be honest with you. That's um, great. So that's cool. We're, we're looking forward to that. But most of it's, you know, us at Mining Markets has picked up um, the single, you know. So we're, <clears throat> excuse me, we're we're interested and pretty anxious, you know, to get to uh, some of these new areas, you know, to see really what the impact is, you know. So it's it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be busy, you know, until about, uh, I think it's, the 28th of May now, so we okay. just we haven't released all the dates as of yet, but they'll be coming here in the next week. But uh, and are it's, you, um, it's getting crazy. I mean, they're they're taking us like I said earlier. They're taking us almost all the way down to Mexico. That's uh, great. You know, for uh, you know, in, in Texas, we got a long Texas run. It's, <clears throat> we're uh, the radio's doing pretty well in uh, Texas. One of the biggest markets in Texas right now is McAllen, which McAllen's only like. I mean, it's it's right by the border of Mexico. I mean, okay. you could probably, if if you could stumble, you know, <laughs> drunk for six miles, you'd mm-hmm. be in trouble. But, wow. You know, it is what it is. Cool. Like I said, we're we're excited to see uh, to see really how the the single has impacted uh, these markets. So. Definitely, that's very exciting. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, why don't you plug where people can find you, you know, on Twitter, Facebook, all the different social media sites you have, right? Well, yeah, I mean, we have everything. I mean, it's it's hard not to be <laughs> on every social network. But, you know, it's Facebook, you know. It 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 really it really lets us be personable, you know, mm-hmm. with, with our fans. It has all the information you could possibly need, you know. And, you know, our, our numbers and our likes, are growing every day. It's uh, it's been a fun thing to watch. It's amazing. No, I I agree with you. Facebook. I think people sometimes underrate the, uh, you know, the potential in terms of like you said, networking and just you know meeting new fans and and getting whatever you're doing out there. So if you're using it the right way, it's a it's a great promotional uh, instrument to use. So yeah, it is. Well, Matthew, I want to thank you so much for coming on. You did a great job with the interview. I want to also say that you guys are welcome back on any time in the future. So if you have some new music coming out, um, you know, please get in touch with me. We'd love to bring you back on. And I just wish you uh, much continued success with uh, Dory Drive. Uh, Well, thank you. I enjoyed the interview with you tonight. Cool. Thank you so much. We'll definitely keep in touch. And I wish you guys, again, much, much continued success in your future. Okay. You take care. Okay. Have a great night, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, the pop rock alternative band Dory Drive tonight. If you tuned in late for any reason, please be sure to check out the podcast. It'll be available after the show. You can download it and you can stream it and it's all for free. So as I mentioned, just uh be sure to check out the podcast. So many great artists, bands, comedians I've had on the show, even filmmakers. Um, so many different cool people in the entertainment industry that are just doing a lot of great stuff. 
So please become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, and uh, please like the page, and you can see all the upcoming events and guests I have on the show. Also, please become a fan. Uh, follow. It's been a long day. Sorry. Follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. And be sure to befriend me on Facebook. I have two pages. One of them is kind of maxed out. It sometimes loses a couple of people probably from, uh, who knows, attrition or just computer issues with Facebook. But uh, love to keep in touch with people personally that way too. So definitely send me a friend request on Facebook. So thank you so much again for tuning in tonight. A couple of upcoming interviews we have. We have an author coming up, and I'm just going to be working on securing that date. Her name is uh, Danielle Corrick, and we're going to be promoting her trilogy. It is a uh, very interesting, erotic type of uh, Dracula dog type of series. So that's going to be coming up shortly. And also singer-songwriter, singer, he was on my show gosh, probably like a year, year and a half ago, and he is going to be coming out with a new EP mid-April, so he's going to be coming on for an interview to feature some of his music. So thank you so much again to everyone for tuning in, and have a great night.